Sweet, okay. So hey guys, welcome to another episode of Walls Can Talk. This week we have Robert Obert from hey. Romania and we have Hassa from New Zealand. Kia ora. Welcome guys. Nice um, to be here. You guys have literally just met today, right? For the first time. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Unless we've crossed paths, but I think formally met today. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so I think this is the first one we've had where the guests don't actually know each other. No. So that should be so, quite a fun uh, fun little thing. Um, so I guess the key thing of today is that we've got a Romanian and a Kiwi in the room. I hope that's not <laughs> a, a racially insensitive thing to say. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Not that I know of. Um, <laughs> so do you guys want to introduce yourselves a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, Hazza, I'm from New Zealand, uh, and I've been based in London for about a year now. I've got another year left, that's as long as the government will give me. <laughs> um, and up until then, I'm just trying to make the most of it. Nice. And Robert? Right. Um, I'm based in Bucharest currently. And um, I keep wandering around, you know, doing things like um, painting where I feel the need to paint and doing pieces and expressing some of the things I want to do. So um, trying to make the best of that as well. I'm really fond of this place and global street art, actually. It's like uh, kind of a good hangout place and meeting friends and meeting so many interesting people and artists and connecting people so i think that's really rad mm. yeah man um and do you want to explain a little bit about why you're here this week like why you're in the uk yeah uh, i'm actually in the global street art residency program Woo! yeah <laughs> so it's been a very full week and very satisfactory i mean i enjoyed it up to today and I'm going to enjoy tomorrow's the last day I guess right it's Friday mm. all right so uh, I did some studio work I did some some things for the street like some base ups and put them up on the street yesterday all right and uh, today I started a piece in the corner with the red gallery building right mm. I'm gonna finish it up tomorrow and wrap it all up Probably going to take some time, you know, walk around London for a day because um, I've got some time left and make the best of it, really. So it's been massive satisfaction towards my expectations of having, like, you know, some, some good studio time and going up on the street. It was really nice and I really liked it. So looking forward to some new things. Yeah, sick, man. Yeah, it's been sick having you in. Um, Hassan did the residency, what, three weeks ago? Uh, first week of April. First week of April. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. a little while ago. Yeah, it was sick. Um, uh, what, what, what did you, do you want to explain to people a little bit about what you did? Um, yeah, well, I mean, like, I haven't had a studio space for about a year now, but prior to that, like, I had a studio space for seven years. Um, so, like, I just had all these ideas, like, building up. Um, so I knew like when I came into the space that I just wanted to utilize the most of it. And I made like, I think like 40 pieces of artwork. Um, like we went out and kind of like what uh, Rob did and put some, sorry, Rob? Yeah. Rob, cool. Some, um, <laughs> yeah, we went and put um, like a few pieces of artwork up for like the public to come and grab for free. Um, we did like a little 
uh, paste up thing as well, like a painted piece. And yeah, just in my head, I was just like, I need to get as much shit done as possible. Um, and it was, yeah, it was like sort of all the work I made was just like in response to some shit that happened back home. Like there was a terror attack and I just kind of wanted to like put that into some kind of visuals and just, yeah, just like get it out. And <clears throat> I don't know, I don't really know what I'm going to do with the work, but it was good to like make the work. Mm. Um, yeah, man, it was, yeah. you did some really good stuff. It was, uh, it was the Christchurch attack, right? That was the... Yeah, yeah, some douchebag, you know, just came and took a lot of lives. Um, and yeah, I think like New Zealand's still recovering from it. I think the world's still like trying to recover from it because I don't know like some shit's still happening, but hopefully I think like um, everybody's getting on board and just being like, man, this shit needs to stop. Like innocent people shouldn't die. Mm. So yeah, I remember. Um, so I was just editing your interview we did for the residency <coughs> video, and you raised a point of it. Um, New Zealand kind of reacting in a good way, like showing the world how to handle a situation like that. Yeah, and it was like um, it was just a natural instinct. Like it wasn't like you know we were kind of told to feel that way. Everyone was just like, no nah, man, that shit doesn't happen here. Like take that shit somewhere else. Well, mm. like don't even take it somewhere else. Just don't fucking do it at all. Um, and yeah, like our prime minister, like really fucking like put her foot down and was just like, you know, this shit ain't like, it's not going to pop off here and it ain't ever going to pop off here. So it was good, man. It was good to watch, um, like my home country take care of business, like from an outside point of view. Mm. Yeah, man. So something else interesting uh, you said as well was about the, is it the 2011 Rugby World Cup where they just like decimated all the graph in Auckland or something like that? Yeah, I imagine it's, well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you would see it's it as crazy. an excuse to, um, to like make the city pretty. But so Auckland has got like, I mean, New Zealand's got a rich history, but Auckland in particular has like a real rich history of graffiti. And um, they had like the Rugby World Cup there in 2011 and pretty much like the council just had this huge budget to like clean up all the graph, but they went overboard and they started like cleaning shit that didn't, didn't really have permission to clean, like legal walls were getting buffed. Um, the entire rail corridor got buffed. Um, and when all like the tourism came in, they'd kind of seen New Zealand from its outside point of view, like it was like a nice green place, but colorful and, um, yeah, like we just like labeled this fucking gray city. It's super shit. We're still recovering from it, but I think um, like there's a lot of artists back home that are, you know, sort of they're just putting it down, and it's it's sick. Right. Like it's another cool thing to watch from an outside point of view, um, like what's going on in your hometown, because I think you just miss a lot of things. You just mm. pass it by, and so you know that shit happens every day. But <clears throat> now that I've been here for like a year, I can see the growth in that city. Mm. Nice man. Did you um, so are people kind of bouncing back, like painting? Is it kind of recovering the graph scene there? Yeah, I mean the reason it was so hard for it to recover was because they cleaned the city. It meant that if anyone did something, um, it was so easy to clean it. Like they didn't have to just remove. You know, it wasn't an issue to clean like a big wall. Um, and all like the buff companies, they were just like on top of it because they, they wanted the commission and like it just really wasn't weighing out in the graffiti writer's favor but you know persistence beats resistance and i think like people just keep painting and painting and painting and um there's a few sort of 
areas in the city where it feels like the council have just given up and they're just like, fuck, you guys can have that shit back anyway. Um, <laughs> and then, like, the graffiti's growing again. But it's cool. I mean, maybe maybe we did need a, a clean-up, but it just sucks because, like I said, like there's such a rich history there. Hmm. Has, has anything happened like that in Bucharest? Or is it, like, pretty pretty chill there, graph-wise? So pretty chill, actually. Um we we've had some sort of action but not as massive as you said uh at some point there was supposed to be a like a mm, huge cleanup of mm, some central areas in bucharest because some i don't know some kind of a festival or some some shit like that was supposed to happen uh, they were intended to to be everything nice and neat and clean they tried to cover up like things that were really reachable but mm, the administration is uh, in Bucharest is is pretty shitty. Um, they really fuck up, even when they just intend to do things for their own benefit. So they're like, <laughs> it's 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 like in a comedy movie, really. Um, but apart from that, Bucharest is pretty bombed and it's becoming really really bombed, and it's becoming filled with color and becoming more and more filled with uh, large-scale murals and uh, all these uh, street interventions. People are just trying to... There's a lot of young people that uh, are encouraged, you know, by by the, the whole community of uh, street art and graffiti to just pump up the colours anywhere, everywhere. So uh, because of that, a lot of people have started to, to do uh, graffiti and street art recently. Uh, we don't have a dedicated festival for this kind of uh, art manifestation yet. I mean, there's been last year kind of a pilot of a festival, you know, to do some large scale murals, you know, and integrate it into the scene. We have something uh, that's going on for like five years uh, somewhere else in Romania, in Sibiu which is uh, an, actually an international street art festival. Nice. And uh, they, they've brought some, some artists actually from the UK. You know, Sam Wasp. Sam, uh, well, yeah, I think I do. Yeah, uh, he's been there like I think twice already. Um, they, they just mm, gather around a lot of people from different countries, you know, and most of the, the artists are mm, from Romania and we just go around painting the walls and doing the the thing that everyone does, you know. So it's pretty nice. It's a really nice atmosphere. So back to Bucharest. Bucharest has started to to grow a bit uh, in the street art segment. I mean, people are starting to understand a bit what street art and graffiti and what the urban art really means, what the phenomenon actually is all about. It's not about vandalism. It's not about you know taking down. Uh, like buildings or something like that. It's about expressing yourself and it's about doing the things that you like and colouring the city and all that. So this potential arose a bit. Uh, some agencies started to exploit a bit uh, this kind of a potential, like uh, some advertising agencies, you know, commission some of the things, some brands commission some mural work. So it's slowly getting there. 
But we still got like a longish way, you know, to to get into a rhythm that could sustain itself, you know. It's still there's still big problems like um, facing the public and explaining to the public uh, when you do a piece, like what's it gonna be like, and don't be like hasty with conclusions when you see the work in progress. In and they started to like criticize and think this is gonna be a shitty piece or something like that. So there's still a, a bit of uh, uh, controversy related to this kind of uh, uh, art manifestation in general in Romania, because we've had many raptures since the communist regime mm, fell, but we're getting there slowly, but we're getting there. So to, to put it like really briefly, Bucharest is pretty bummed, it's pretty colored. It's, uh, it's got its, its share of urban art, but it needs some more and it needs more like infrastructure, like mm, people to talk to other people, to talk to officials, to, uh, spread it out a bit and, you know, take it out of this, uh, controversy area and put it into art expression kind of, uh, well, I guess kind of make it mainstream maybe is the wrong word, but like kind of commonly accepted, I suppose. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's the target. So, so how, a, how do you guys find um, London then by comparison? Like how how much have you both painted London? I mean, presumably you've been pretty prolific. Um, well, I live on like the cleaner side of London, um, like out in Fulham. So it's I kind of have like two um, places where I go to. Like I live in a nice area, which I don't want to paint because I feel bad and like. I actually have to go there every day and I don't want to kind of be that person in the neighborhood. Um, but then when I guess I come out to East London, it's like a free for all and it's sick out here because, um, like we just don't have this kind of bombing back home. So I really love it. Uh, and like one of my homies from New Zealand was here today and he, he was just like blown away. It's like, man, I didn't think London was like this bombed and, um, and it looks like it's been up for ages. And I think it's just been, for most um, sort of councils and people that look after the the growth of the city, I think they can see when it works. Um, so like Melbourne in Australia is like a good example of the council. They're just saying, well, I guess people like this shit. So they just stop yeah. buffing it and it just becomes like this organic wallpaper for the city. Um, that's like forever changing. And like the common person doesn't even really care what's like on the wall. Like I see them, you know they'll walk straight past like something that i think is awesome and they'll just get a photo in front of a tag because they just see it as like spray paint on a wall so they just assume it's like art but they have no real idea what it is um so it's interesting to have that contrast like every time i get on a train from like a clean part to like a bomb part which is very similar to coming from auckland which is clean to london which is you know the and the, the better parts of it is like completely bombed um but yeah, I don't know. It's certainly not what I expected. And the more I maneuver around London, like the more I see, and it's um, it's cool. It's a bit cool to be like surrounded by so much. I thought I had to go to Europe, but you know, there's like a decent amount here. Yeah, man. How how um, compared to back home? How sort of active do you feel like you've been in the year that you've been here? Ah, uh, shit. Like really, really shit. Um, a lot of it, I think, just came down to. Like I've moved out of my comfort zone of having a job and like having money and shit. So if I buy spray paint, that means like I might not be able to buy food and shit. So for the first half of the year that I was here, like I just had to really 
consider what I spent my money on. Um, and then I got to pay to get on a train and go somewhere. And so in regards to being active, I've been like pretty shit, not where I was hoping I would have been, but hopefully in my last year here, I can clean up my act and start doing some more painting. Yeah, man. It's kind of why I came over here in the first place. So I'm yeah, gonna live up to definitely. that. How much have you painted in London? Not very much, really. I mean, I've had like uh, two pieces, maybe. What, including the one from today or like previously? No, I think I including the one from today. I just came straight to doing the pieces really quick and getting the job done, you know, uh, because I saw them, the opportunity of, you know, taking my time and doing the piece and not running from police or whatever, you know. Uh, but I'm actually considering doing some more stuff in here because I I find it's a it's a really good vibe, you know. It's it's an inspiring place to 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 do th things. Um, I'm I'm actually looking forward to mm, making more often these visits, you know. But back home, I, I mean, not even back home. It's not that the uh, you know. I don't know how to, to say it, that that much of a workaholic. I've been doing a lot of studio works lately and I've been doing some pieces about whenever I got the chance, like big pieces. Uh, but I'm trying to, you know, stick to a, to a system, to a schedule and, you know, get a rhythm into, into doing more stuff on the street because it's a shame not to do it. Yeah, man. How much would you say, because um, so you're doing paste-ups, uh, this week as well, like how much would you say you sort of paste-ups to like painting with a spray can, like what's the kind of ratio? Are you more of a paste-up guy or more of like a like bombing, like painting kind of thing? It's a mix, but you could say I'm more like uh, the, the brush man. I like to use a brush, I like to use a roller, uh, mostly the brush because um, I I want to reach certain textures and um, I got these uh, really thin lines, you know, the, for for shading and all that. And I'm, I'm really into that. I can't really do it with a spray can. I mean, it's it's difficult. It's not the same result. I mean, it's more difficult than using a brush. So it's, it's kind of like more plastic to me, you know, so to use a brush and control better or whatever lines I want to do, you know, thicker, thinner and, and play with that. So I think it's, uh, it's the brush and the roller, you know, working my way around it. When I bomb in back home, I, I use spray paint because it's faster. I mean, it's easy to carry on. You just put two spray cans in your pocket and just run around and bomb some, some place you saw. It's, it's, it's fit for your character. So, so I do a lot of these characters that come from the universe I created, you know, a bit of a dark cyberpunk kind of a universe. They just come out to speak to the people. Like we're coming from this side that you can't really see. I want to just give you a, a hint that we're here and there's something more than like the first layer of perception. So that's uh, that's the reason I, I'm going out and bombing some, some of the places in Bucharest, you know, just to take out these characters, you know, make them speak a bit to the people. Also the pace up, the pace up is easier to, to put because, you know, it's just 
take a bag and get some glue and just run around and do your thing. So maybe spray painting is like uh, it's it's like a bonus, you know. It's, it's it's like a tool I use whenever I need it. But if I were to choose, I'm gonna choose the brush always because this is closer to what I can control and what I actually intend to, to represent visually. Fair. How would you, because you're from more of a, a graph background, or what did you start, were you making other types of art before you started painting walls? Uh, I mean, I've been drawing my whole life, like, you know, since I was a kid and whatnot, but I think my first, like, proper introduction into any kind of, like, um, subculture within the art community was graffiti. So that's been like my background this whole time. Um, and I think, I mean, I still use spray paint now. I prefer not to, I think, from like an environmental point of view. Um, but it's just, like Rob said, it's, it just gets the job done quicker. Um, but I think for the most part, I just use the right medium for the right purpose. Um, like I don't try and sort of... Um, go against the grain by using spray paint on a, a small canvas just because I like using spray paint. Yeah, not trying um, to shoehorn it into that. Yeah, you know, so I just, whatever the the right medium is for the right purpose, that's usually what I go with. Um, so when I did my residency here, I, um, I don't think I touched a spray can until I did a piece. Everything was done with paintbrush and, and paint pens because it was just easier, like it looked cleaner, it looked the right part, um, it meant that I could do more pieces within the time that I was here. Um, so, yeah, I just go with kind of what feels right as to what I think serves my ego the best. <laughs> yeah. You know, strictly spray paint kind of guy. Um, some people can do it. I just, I don't have time to to waste. So I, I pick the, the easiest thing. Mm. So, so Robert was kind of saying um, about the the characters that he does in his work. Um, I find it kind of hard to pin down. When I've, whenever I've met you, I've seen you do sort of di different work each time. So I don't know, like necessarily like what you do as such. Do you remember the purple, um, like kind of skull head yeah. character? Like, is that a sort of typical? Like kind of, I think- That was yours. Yeah, like the bird with the, um, it's like a girl and she had like a bird scale. Yeah. On Great Eastern, just down the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember um, that. Yeah, I think like over the years, like I've been curious and I always just want to try something new. Um, and I think I've actually developed like a multi like a multi personality disorder within my painting. Um, so it means that I can clock off and just be like completely different artist and, and you know, like I can do all the design stuff and it can be really strictly just design. Um, or I can do like art. It's, sometimes it, it's like a gift and a curse. Um, it's good because I can be the universal guy and, um, you know, I can like do all these things. But the thing is, it's like hard for me just on a personal level to like build an identity and, you know, be able yeah. to say, oh man, you know, like this is when someone asks to see my portfolio, it looks like a like in like group show, it's just like so many diverse things. So I guess what I've done is I've actually um, picked like the things that I, I really enjoy and that I want to keep doing. 
and I've like built little personalities for them. Oh, okay. That's the easiest way for so them to maintain So you let some things sort of fall by the wayside. Yeah, yeah. And like whenever I deal with people, it helps, you know, I show them, you know, like my sort of portfolio or whatnot. Um, and then I know who, like what personality I need to like bring to the surface to talk to these people. Because, mm. you know, when whenever people approach you, they're sort of, they're like, oh, you know, I want to get some graffiti done. And in my head, I'm like, oh, cool, because I love doing graffiti. And then you find out that they just want spray can art. So they don't, they want like nothing to do with graffiti. They just don't know how to refer to it as yeah. anything else. Um, so yeah, usually I just kind of have this thing. So like, okay, like, what are you looking for? Um, so it works in that favor that I can offer like all these services, but it just, for myself, like when I look at a lot of my friends, you know, and they've like built these identities and they're this person. Um, but then again, sometimes I, like, I don't care about that stuff, but then some days I do care about that stuff. Yeah. Do you find it hard to, like, if everything's very, like, um, compartmentalized, like, you know, you do graphic design this way and you do the, the characters this way, do you find it hard to kind of cross over and, like, mix the styles? Or do you always keep stuff, like, quite separate? Um, I think the way it's worked good at the moment is um, some days I'm just not up to the task for certain things, you know, and I'll, I'll like, I pull out my laptop and I try and do some typography and it's just my brain just can't comprehend like looking at a computer screen. So I can just like park that and then I can direct all of the energy and like maybe today's like a good day to like paint a piece. Um, so wherever I sort of channel that creativity, like I can usually give it like a hundred percent. Um, and I just clock off from the other personality and it's just like, okay, today I'm like the graffiti writer, tomorrow I might be like the designer. And I try not to cross merge them because then it'll, I don't yeah. like, I don't, it might work, but I just don't really want to see what yeah, that looks yeah. like. And, and I like going to different places if I kind of milk it. It's like, if you like, if you bang an album cause it's so good, um, you know, you, you don't just like keep listening to it you sort of, you just put something else on just to. Yeah. To, to kind of get a break from it um, and then every now and then you might like hit shuffle and compile all your music but most people you know they like keep their music from this category and then they keep their music from that category and they, they can shuffle within that system but um, yeah I try not to merge it and like do typography on walls and design on walls and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I don't know how about you do you like um, that's an interesting do you, are you happy to kind of throw all your skills uh, every project or are you quite like segmented i think i'm quite segmented really uh i think i'm, I'm involuntarily mixing styles along the way i mean I'm sometimes i've used for instance i've used uh, um, characters and styles from the comic books i created and put them up on walls so this is one of the reasons why i ended up drawing on big walls was uh i just landed on a, a commission work and it all happened you know just by default so i just it, it was like you you pull out a drawer and you get all these elements that you have you know and you use whatever you need you know to get that thing done so they're all yours so i try to mix them up as nicely as possible you know not to not to like really um, create uh, this uh, um, all styles kind of uh, um, kind of a piece but you know use whatever is 
proper for the kind of work that you have to do in that certain point, you know, and use the tools you have and use the, the, the visual uh, tools and the, the, the styles that you, you can, you know, work with and put them there. So I think I kind of mix some of these, but sometimes I like to separate uh, like, like he does. And like when I when I do some graphic design or some whatever stuff that's not related strictly to street art or uh, to the comics or whatever, and I try to to keep it in in that single note, you know, not to mix them that much. But if I need to put like one element that fits really nice into that, you know, I say it's like this library in my head. And I have to, to pick whatever's suitable for whatever I have to do. So I think I'm somewhere in the middle, you know. I mix whenever I need to mix and then I kind of like keep them in separate drawers, you know. Yeah. So you mentioned um, sort of stumbling upon uh, some mural work. Was that like the first <laughs> mural you did or was, were you doing murals before then? I've been doing murals like since I was, I guess, in high school, mostly on the inside. And I had some like really shy experiments on the outside. And then because I was really, I was friends with a lot of uh, graffiti writers and a lot of street artists from Romania and we all hanged out and went to, to parties and, and such. And at some point hanging out with people in the community is like the, the best form of corruption <laughs> to getting into this. And at some point, uh, someone from a music studio wanted to uh, paint a huge wall. And he asked me if I want to do it. I said, I can't, do I can't do it alone. So that's one of my friends, you know, who's been in this uh, world for like more than 15 years. I say, do you want to do a piece together? Because I'm supposed to be doing this commission. I've never painted something this big. It was like, I don't know, four, three stories high or something like that. It was my first big piece. I was really excited to do it. So I, I went to see some professional help. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you've been doing this for a while. Would you like do it with me and help me out if I need to, you know, correct some things and show me the ropes? So, we were both up on the scaffolding and it was this amazing experience. I never thought it was be it was gonna be this fun and this intriguing and this challenging and so on. So I fell in love with doing it. And then projects start, you know, coming along the way. So I started doing it and then I tried to use like I said before, you know, use the elements that fit it right to to this kind of uh, form of expression and uh, use them on on the mural work so i took them from illustration i took them from the comics mostly from the comics and from that certain comic the urban prophecy that's been obsessing me for these years and i wanted to to stress out whatever elements and concepts and things that were born in that and put them on the walls so something you know took birth in that and started to, you know, have a life as its, of its own. 
And now I ended up doing these cyberpunk, uh, whatever kind of things, you know, they keep on uh, dragging all the concepts about what I'm interested in deep down inside, like uh, the unconsciousness and our relation to the world and to the environment and all those things, you know, some, some pretty dense things um, I keep on thinking about and try to give them like uh, this different shape you know to to spit them out to the world because if they're like uh they're easier to be ingested by the people if they have this like like this kind of a, a catchy visual portal you know that speaks to them in a different way because if i go way too dark like i'm deep down inside thank you very much <laughs> then people are gonna you know get away from it so I'm trying to find the right way to express a message and use the right tools and the the, the proper uh, the ones that that, that fit to transmitting the message and use them from all all the mediums I've been working in over the years because I've been working like in so many different ways and it's it's been so diverse until I find like I found like I think that's really mm, saying my name, you know, yeah. that people can identify me with. And yeah. I was really searching for that. I'm still searching for that one thing, you know, that one kind of variation. But I'm in the process, so it's a really good process. It's, it's finally doing something for myself and doing something for ourselves, really. I think it's great. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, you're do, obviously doing sick work. Do you, um, do you remember your first mural? Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, was it like, you know, it was never going to be great. Um, but, yeah, I think, I mean, I certainly bit off a, a lot more than I can chew. Like, my dad was a really good artist, so when I grew up, as far as I was concerned, it was like, if he can do it, I can do it. So I would look at all these, like, crazy things and, you know, I'd be like, never really used spray paint before and just automatically assume I can paint a portrait on a wall and I'll just go balls deep and try and do it and then figure out why it's not working. Um, but that's kind of like where you learn and you learn quicker by fucking up rather than, you know, reading books on how to do it and stuff, you know, because the more you fuck up, the more you try and fix it up. So you learn a lot quicker. Um, but yeah, I don't think my first works were like very good. And I, like I remember the first piece I did and my friend, cause I don't, well, it wasn't really my first piece. So it wasn't my first piece. It was like my first piece with good cans. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I assumed like, okay, I've got like a good nozzle and a good can. So it's going to do what I need it to do. And it still didn't. I was like, man, you know, like, why is this shit like not fucking working? How like that guy's piece is working. Um, and then, you know, I was like, I just kept working until my lines started to look like their lines looked and like, that's how you get to it. Otherwise, if I had taken that first, like, thought of, okay, I'm, it's not working, then, you know, I probably wouldn't be painting today. Yeah, not, not, well, I suppose that would kind of echoed in your, um, that interview about, you know, moving to the other side of the world. So you, you've got a big motivator to not go home. Kind yeah. Of thing. Like, yeah. As opposed to like, just moving to like Australia or something. Um, because it was just, I just knew it'd be too easy to give up if shit didn't swing my way. Whereas since moving here, um, I definitely, if it doesn't work, I like, I find a way for it to work. I don't just 
retire and be like, ah, oh, man, I guess, you know, I tried. Yeah, um, more tenacious. I yeah, guess. and it's good, man. I think I've learned so many yeah. different things. And, like, the way I look at it is, um, like, when I grad, well, I didn't graduate from school. Um, when I left school, I thought I had learned everything that I need to, like, move into the world. So, so you go get a job. And as soon as you get to that job level, they're just like, sorry, man, like, you got no experience, blah, blah, blah. So you go get that experience. Um, and then I went to uni and I graduated from there and I was like ready to go into like the work world. And they're just like, man, you know, you don't have enough experience to be here yet. So you go look for it. So that's essentially what I did, like by moving from New Zealand to here, like I'd spent the last seven years working and I'd kind of graduated from that point of view, well, from that st stage of my life, sorry. So I need to like start again. So when I like moved here, it's like everything was brand new again. And cause like even simple things like not having money, means that I need to cook because I never cooked before. So like, I'm just learning like valuable life lessons that I wouldn't have learned if I just continued on the path that I was living on. So, and I like, I always like that. I mean, just in general, like every two months I reflect and I look back and see what worked, what didn't. And I just try and like reevaluate and, um, and then like go forward in that kind of way. So, and I don't know, like, I mean, I just turned 30 last year. So maybe when I turn 40, I'll, like, I'll have another life epiphany and I'll do something different and maybe like clock off and just like restart like my life again. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good to, um, I mean, it's kind of risky. Like I haven't had it quite the same way, but like last year I quit the relatively comfortable, like quite good professional job I was doing to go traveling around Asia. And then that it was a whole bunch of awesome stuff itself. And then when I came back, I didn't have a job. And that's when, uh, Oust like was like, yo, come and, uh, come and do the thing. So yeah, being in out of your comfort zone is definitely, uh, it just in like, um, it just puts you in a position of, um, you know, sink or swim, and most people don't really want to sink. Yeah, um, true. But, like, there's a, another guy I listen to his podcast, um, Tom Gerard, and, like, he says this um, line all the time. It's just, like, if you jump, you know, like, a net will appear. And But it's just that leap of faith that you need to take. Mm. Um, so that's just how I've been living, like, for the last year. I just... Living I on the edge. I just jump at anything. Um, and like the, my worst case scenario is, like my literal worst case scenario is I go home back to the job I had, which was my dream job. So yeah, like I so can't back really... to square one, which is a good square to be on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, as far as I'm concerned, like I've just got nothing to lose by putting myself out there. But I wouldn't do that if I was in a comfortable position. Mm. I wanted to talk um, briefly kind of looping back to first pieces and stuff about the kind of environment you guys would have been painting in. So did you have quite a like a strong sort of scene or a strong group of people painting with you when you were first starting out? Or yeah. was it just like, I'm the only one around here doing this? Um, like the f my first tags I did, like I didn't even really know what graffiti was. Like um, I think this was maybe when I was 10. And um, a friend of mine came around and he was like, oh man, like, do you know what tagging is? And I was like, oh, not really. Like, I think I've seen it before, but I don't really know what it is. He's like, oh, what you do is you just like come up with the name and just write it on a wall and you just get famous. 
Um, and like, I remember he, <laughs> three easy steps. Yeah. Um, and then I remember like he stayed at my house that night and then the next day, like we just kind of raided the house for like vivids and went into the garage and tried to find like hardware paint, just like anything. And then we just went out that day and we just like walked, um, like to the next kind of suburb over, um, and just tag like everything we could. So that was like my first initial step, but then I was based like in West Auckland, which is kind of like an isolated part of like the greater Auckland and the particular place I was in, like there's only one way in, one way out. So I didn't see all of the graph that was going on. Um, so all I knew was what he had showed me and what I had seen if I ever hopped in a car and went somewhere or like what we used to see in the source magazines, like that we used to um, rack from the dairy, but we only took those because it just had like hip hop shit in it. I didn't really pay too much attention to the graph, but that's all I knew until like a guy from central Auckland moved into my area. And then like from there, I just became a bit more educated. But then we also like Auckland, part of Auckland took like the New York um, side of graffiti, which is like the style and, you know, like getting up and that. But I guess the part where I'm from, we kind of took like the LA mentality, which is like the gang graffiti. All right. So we came up in that culture, like it was a real gang culture, um, like territorial graph and, and whatnot. Um, I mean, I'm sure people get beat down everywhere, but it's like, um, you're a young writer, give me your paint kind of beat down. This is just like, you're just another tag and you're not from here. Give me everything beat down. If I ever see you again, like, it's just like crazy. Um, and it doesn't really happen anymore. It's probably a good thing. It's a shit thing because it's like, oh, these people never know what it's like, but it's a good thing because, man, people got, like, seriously hurt. And like, <laughs> I mean, I know London's got stabbing, so it's hard for me to talk about, um, like, how bad it is. But, like, you know, people were just getting beat up for, like, no reason. Um, so that was kind of, like, how I got into it. And then I guess the better I got at Graph, like, the more I just left that shit behind. Yeah, that's sick, man. And how about where you... um? Well, like getting into it you mentioned having like a good group of friends that kind of yeah well you know, actually just hanging out with the street artists and it's a it's a pretty long story actually because the first contact i had with graffiti and street art is mainly graffiti because back then it didn't have like huge pieces or something uh it was right next to my school where i lived in it was close to bucharest and uh, there was all these pieces, you know, like um, sometimes they even use like characters, you know, they drew some characters with shitty paint, it was uh, shitty spray cans, it was shitty everything and more or less shitty drawings. But I thought they were fucking awesome. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, what is it? And I grew up in the, the hip hop culture. Like we were, we were listening to hip hop, we... We're dressing like, um, you know, the idols that we saw on an MTV or whatever we had back then, you know, to to see glimpses of what's happening in this kind of a culture, you know. So really drawn to the culture, listening to music all the time, you know, connected to those. So, uh, uh, a balance between like the hip hop culture and the and the music coming from the hip hop culture and the what happened in the visuals we saw like, uh, graffiti and videos and we thought that was fucking awesome we should do that 
So at some point in high school, some guys who were doing graffiti, we had two crews in the city, in a, in a small city I grew up in. There was these really rich kids. They had all the money for all the spray cans. They'd be practicing all day, every time. So they got really, really good. And there's some other, you know, small, smaller crews. And at some point, because I was, you know, I was drawing since I was three years old and I was drawing all the time. And some people told me like, hey, you want to meet up with these guys, you know, and see what that's all about, you know. So I was just close into getting into a crew and started to do some characters, you know, like robots and some, I don't know, whatever, mm, cartoonish kind of mm, stars back then. And then I skipped that and got into... Uh, I was interested in different things, like since I was 16 up to 18, 19 or something like that. And I skipped this really street art, uh, graffiti kind of medium. And I, I was interested in like mm, theater and mm, the university. I went to the, the arts university. I was interested in doing some other types of techniques, you know, printing, some traditional printing, all that. I was fascinated by new things, you know, like kittens. <laughs> you know, shiny new techniques, you know, to do. And then at some point, uh, I got back to my first love was was comics. So I got back into the comics. And then I started to uh, befriend a lot of people that did graffiti, that were writing on, on the street, uh, some of them in, in the subways of Bucharest and all that. But never something serious like, uh, hey, you want to come and paint with us tonight? And I was like, no, not really. I was not, because I had this feeling, this permanent feeling that uh, if I do this on the street, then I really need to come up with something good, you know, like I was afraid I'll be mm, just doing some, um, uh, I don't know, nonsense shit and I'm not expressing what I really want to express. So I had kind of shy about it. Or something yeah, like I was. A, I was really shy that I couldn't like you know be good enough and and do some good enough shit for people to understand what I really want to mean by that. So I was really shy in that. I tried some stencils, really shy stencils. You know, it, it all started from that actually. So I did some of those uh, uh, for a really short while, and then I stopped with those. Then I found this paste-up business. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I put up like one or two or something like that. I thought really cool. Um, I was feeling the adrenaline and the, all the rush, you know, going down on the streets in the night and all that. And then this street art business stopped for me for a very short while. Had really mixed up life with all the things that happened. Uh, and then... I ended up actually drawing on a big wall. I painting a, a huge wall. It's like since I was uh, in high school, and I painted my first wall in my room because I felt the need to do something on the wall. So it's been always there, but I never really had the courage to go out on the street up to a point, and I never really thought that what I might draw, what I might paint on a wall in the street for all the people to see might be, uh, you know, coherent or understandable, at least in a small amount for the people, you know, to, to drag something. So I was always interested in like 
giving something back, giving a message, because I was always thinking about messages and concepts, you know, to uh, to give back to the people. That's why I'm I'm concentrated, you know, in in digging deep and in, in the messages. So at some point, I just did it, and it was fucking amazing, and. I really thought that it's not like a coincidence that I started to do this because I looked back and, and thought that I grew up in this kind of a culture. So this kind of a culture pretty much molded big important parts of my personality and my artistic like uh, directions because I've been influenced by so many people in, in this area. So I thought maybe this was the right timing for me, you know. I had something to do and to say, and I actually did it pretty much it. in the right moment, you know? Yeah, so I'm, yeah. that's, that's why I'm happy because I did it then. It was not too long ago, actually. And I keep doing it now. And it's very satisfactory for myself. I mean, for myself as like I, the artist persona, you really need to, to, to find more ways to, to express things. So I'm, I'm really happy that I keep doing this and I'm not going to stop very soon, actually. I don't think I'm going to stop, really. You're going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on doing it. I'll just do a quick time check. What, what time did you need to leave? Um, stay for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, cool. So I was just um, going to ask, did you ever have any sort of shyness with it? Or were you just like, fuck it, I'm going to paint walls? Um... I think like up until I was like 20, there was the whole like alter ego thing where you, um, you like try and re reveal your, oh, sorry, like, like hide your, um, like hide who you are kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like you never introduce someone by your real name. You don't want people to know who you are. Um, and yeah, like it really just separated myself into these like two personalities. Maybe that's like where this whole like multi personality disorders probably come from it's like <laughs> really having to um pretend like you're someone and then pretend like you're someone else um and you know you'd be this person around these people and you'd be this person around those people um but yeah but Sorry. you were always quite confident just you know you weren't too worried about what people thought of your paintings and stuff no and like... and i think um I mean, I feel silly like when I look back at myself and think this, but I think I always thought that I was good. So it's <laughs> like, nah, man, I'm good. Like I can put a piece up here. Like it, it's legit. The only time I never felt was good was when I painted Nick to someone that was better. But even then, I think I still knew that I was like, okay, that it's just I knew that they were better. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you still like, by your own standard, you're still like pretty. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think the only time I get nervous um when people are painting like for some stupid reason i feel like i have to like put on a show or something or like i have to you know especially when people come up like when you're painting on the street and they're like hey can we take photos and you know they're waiting for that like perfect moment for you to fucking do a full arm span like yeah yeah fat cap outline your piece yeah. So you almost like a theatrical. Yeah, yeah, way. but you're not like ready to do that. And then I'm just like, oh man, this person, like, they're kind of annoying me just sitting here waiting to get a photo. Mm. So, like, I go out of my way to fucking do this line so that they can get their photo. So, that's the only time I think it bothers me. I think even like doing, um, I feel bad because you were doing videos the whole time I was doing it, but like you kind of. That's my job, man. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's instinctively, I feel like shit I need to do 
something for the camera. Mm. Um, it's hard for me to just pretend like I'm not watching. I mean, I act like I'm not watching, but I can sense like that you're yeah, yeah, watching. Yeah. So you kind of have to feel like you're doing something cool. How do you guys find, um, I don't know if you experienced today, but uh, obviously around here, we've got a lot of street art tours and there's almost a kind of tourism aspect to it, painting around here, you know, you're really on display. Yeah. Like how, how do you, I mean, how do you feel about that? Like, does it weird you out or are you kind of cool with it? Or how much did you even really notice? Uh, I, it doesn't bother me. I mean, if anything, I'm just like, all right, get your photo and keep walking kind of thing. Um, Cause I don't even think they care that much. I think they, they want to know about it, but for some reason, like if they really cared, they'd stop and ask you questions, you know? So I think they're just there for the photos and to say that they did it. I mean, if you look at, for the average person that does any kind of tour, whatever it is, you know, like someone will fly halfway, uh, you know, from the other side of the world to go to Paris, to go to the Louvre, to get a photo of the Mona Lisa, and then boom, they're out. Like, at no point do they sit in front and be like, wow, this is like the Mona Lisa. Yeah. And that's all everyone does, is they just want to get that glimpse shot for them to say that they were there. And then they just, like, piss off. So I guess it doesn't bother me, because they don't really care enough to care. I don't, mm. I yeah, don't think because if they did they would, like I said they'll come and approach me and ask me a question and then I got no problem like putting my can down and talking to them because then know. it's like a legit human interaction yeah. rather than like a little selfie yeah. or because people I've seen people get so up close in people's faces with the phones yeah and, uh, yeah you know what I mean like that's invasive I mean I, I don't know then again I probably do that in the context of something else you know if someone's like if I go watch a musician like mm. and it's just like man i'm never going to see this person again you know I, I get all the photos so i get it um but if i really cared about someone i would you know if i see a musician and they're approachable like post-show then i'll go up and talk to them mm. yeah man i remember um, I'm about to. a prime prime example of that whole thing was the national uh national portrait gallery had a van gogh exhibition and you got van gogh's sunflowers and you can't really get near the thing for just like a horde of people, like almost in like just, you know, one takes a photo, that perfect like in front photo and then runs off and then yeah. like, someone else. And I feel like none of them actually like sat and just stared at that painting for like a good like five minutes or something, yeah. you know, just kind of took it in. It was like, boom, I've seen that hashtag Van Gogh. Off. Yeah. I mean, if I go to That's a gallery. shitty. Yeah. yeah. Did you? I mean, did you see much like street art kind of tourism and stuff today when you were out? Uh, I saw today, yesterday, and I saw even last time I I was here. I had sometimes I get all these very interesting experiences, like a load of tourists like taking pictures and fucking everything up you know yeah yeah i've been there i've seen this this is good this is nice hashtag my life and whatever you know which is shitty and i i don't really respect that um but i've had these people coming to me and like talking to me as i was with my brush or with the can or whatever in my hand i was getting ready to get back to to doing what i have to do and these people kept on talking like they were really intrigued or interested or wanted to know things about what it means. There was these workers today, you know, they were really interested. Like, so what's this this piece going to be about? You know, so I talked to one of them, you know, you were talking to one of them 
And this other guy just came to me and said, so what's this going to be? And I told him, this is going to be like that. Oh, wicked, that's interesting. So all sorts of people that just pop up and get interested all of a sudden of whatever the fuck you're doing over there, which is, you know, very interesting. It's very self-validating for once. And it's good for your self-esteem and your ego. But it's it's good on the other side that you can... You can see people interested, really interested in a form of art that's in their face and they just take a bit of a time, you know, just to absorb it a bit, you know, and think about it. So that's good. But if you need to balance between the huge load and these few that ask around, yeah, it's, it's a problem because people just mm, take things for granted and they think that uh, you're there and they can, you know, take a photo of uh, the Mona Lisa or the Van Gogh sunflowers and be done with it. Which is pretty shitty for them. I mean, I'm, I'm not bothered by people coming to take photos or bugging me or whatever. If they come to have a conversation like a real conversation, that's fine as that's a bonus and makes me happy. If they take photos, I don't really give a shit. They take photos, they're going to take photos, that's it. Good for you. But if they get some more of that, of what you're doing, then it's gratifying for yourself because, you know, maybe on a certain level, I reach these people with something, you know, with some small detail. So you draw their attention with something. Otherwise, it's just a load of superficial people that just come around to, mm, they have this checklist and they just want to tick everything over there and get it over with, which is sad for you know, the people that do that. It's not sad for us. We just do what we do. We just express things. The ones that can really connect and can really understand what we want to say to them are the ones that are really mm, going to be happy and enriched by the experience. So I don't think we should be like disgusted or sad or whatever because um, of this kind of approach to uh, the type of art that we do. There's just so many peoples in this world. They have so many ways of coping with reality that at some point we're not responsible for the way that they live their own lives or they have, can perceive reality in a certain way. If you reach some of them with what you want to transmit, then that's good for you and it's good for them. If not, it's not your business. It's for them, yeah. really. Well, I think it's a kind of universal thing, like a big temple in India or, you know, Taj Mahal or something like that. You get the exact same kind of thing. Like people want to learn about it or they want to just get the sick photo. Yeah, exactly. Like go to the, I mean, this is about personal Which I think is both, they're both kind of valid. I guess it's yeah, just true. Which, whichever one you want to do. You want to take a photo, take a photo, be my guest and I'd take a good photo at least. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm guilty as well. You know, like when I travel... I th it is. It's just a checklist to say, like, you kind of went to all these places. But, I mean, it's the whole point you travel in the first place. You know, you yeah. don't just, like, go to Mexico. Well, you can. And just, like, sit on a beach. You know, you, like, want to go see some of, like, the historic pyramids and all of that stuff and, <laughs> and whatnot and, like, eat the best Mexican food and stuff. But I think if you are going somewhere, it makes sense to um, document it. But I think it, just at the least, I like, appreciate why you're there. Yeah, you know, appreciate yeah. the fact that you've fucking saved up for six months to go there. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, give yourself some credit. Um, but true, that's a good. One. So, yeah, I think it, it's a whatever I 
like have an opinion against, I probably do it in the context of something else. Yeah, so, I think that's that's probably quite a yeah. self-aware kind of yeah. point of view of it. And then that's how I think as well. When whenever I'm against something, I just think if if, if I do that same thing, but in another situation it helps me like navigate my way around that yeah, problem being more open cool well i think we've done an hour now so That's i think that was the goal yeah literally one hour um, so yeah thanks for sticking around for a bit longer man that That's was sick, man. really helpful yeah um, it was very good if we're yeah Lovely. thank you guys it's, it's always wicked sitting down and doing these um conversations you know because uh like with the interview that i'm editing down i'm trying to edit it down into like little sound bites that works in terms of like a five minute video yeah yeah, which is sure. cool but like the interview we did with you was like half an hour long so oh was it something like that oh, yeah snap. um yeah i think it's like maybe like 27 minutes or something yeah. so you kind of lose a lot of the um the richness of it and yeah. with the podcast i mean the audio will get cleaned up a bit but the actual content is just you know an hour yeah, hour long yeah. conversation yeah get more yeah, yeah. my friend's been yeah, putting up um, Askew's been putting up like all this old footage that he took from like 10 15 years ago but just as is like there's no sick beat in the background it's just like here's me and my video camera like this is Atom and Cantu this is the wall we painted and it's just as it happened like there's no hype there's no yeah 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 like the fucking scene transitions and all of that yeah and you just like I think when you, I can look at my phone all day long and be like, all right, this place, this place, this place. But as soon as you've got a photo, like a analog photo that you can physically hug, you're like, man, remember that time we went to this place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you see it, when it's like, for some reason, just analog things just have so much more meaning. Like when you watch a record player, if I can go around, it's like, wow, that's music. <laughs> well, I think, it's again, that's what we're saying it's about being tricky. universal. It's that authenticity. You know, it's like, yeah. do you want to just take a little snap selfie or do you want to actually chat to the artist and like yeah have that as an experience that's a very good point the authenticity that's probably why we're in love with the analog shit all around us you know like all the record players like you said or whatever you know it's Mm -hmm. it's because it's it kind of feels more real than you know just sliding from your screen Yeah. yeah i mean both i think both the sense fun. of reality yeah it's, yeah they're really it's fun. just i guess it's finding that balance sweet um so if people want to uh see more from you guys or want to find you guys online to check out your shit where's the best place like instagram handles or something like that uh, all my social is so all my social is um hazard nz h-a-s-e-r nz for new zealand um same as my website everything's just hazard nz Nice. To whatever cool. platform it's on. And Robert? Right. Uh, well, you've got com, which is the website. And Instagram is robert underscore obert. So it's pretty easy. That's it. Yeah. Sit. Find nice me, people. Find and like me. <laughs> now. <laughs> right. Sweet. Yeah, I think that's a wrap. This has nice been one, great. Guys. Yeah, thank you for listening, too, if you're still listening. Big up.